0: That's right. That's right. Amen. The promise keeper is something to sing to the promise keeper. Amen. By promise keepers, gentlemen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Anybody still happy? Anybody still loving Jesus? Anybody ready to worship the Lord? With your substance, with your with your substance. Amen. With your gifts. We're going to bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Amen. We're going to Continue what we've been doing. I wanna, Pastor Doe and I wanna to, to thank each one of you for your obedience to the Lord in this area because that's how we keep these, you know, we're able to turn these lights back on and not praise in the dark. And I've done that, folks, overseas. <laughs> the lights go out and you sit there, you know what you do, you just keep singing, you just keep praising, just keep dancing, hope you don't fall off the stage. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So let's keep praising, worshiping him and bring a sacrifice of praise. God said this. Remember what he said? Bring all the ties into the storehouse. That there may meet in my house and prove me if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. There's not room enough to receive it. How many of you have a little more room for blessing in your house? I'm raising two hands. Amen. I'm raising both. I have a little more room in my house for blessing. Amen. I'm ready for it. Are you ready for it? Amen. The song says, are you ready for some football? I'm not ready for football. I'm ready for some blessing. Amen. Praise Jesus. Overflowing, coming to me. The word says this. It says he's able to make all his grace abound to you that you overflow in everything to every good work. Amen. Amen. Who's who's ready for that? Let's sing that song, Miss Betty. We bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord oh yes we bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. let's offer it to him and we offer up to you the sacrifices of Thanksgiving Lord we offer up to you the sacrifices of praise. Let's sing it one more time.
1: We bring a sacrifice of praise into your house. Oh, Oh Lord, oh yes we
0: bring a sacrifice of praise into your house. Oh, let's offer it to him now. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of Thanksgiving. Lord, we offer up to you the sacrifices of praise. Amen. 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 The word of God tells us when we're praising what happens. He that sits in the heaven shall laugh at the enemy because he sees his days come as far in the mind of God. You got to realize As far as God's concerned, he sees the beginning from the end and he sees that he's already whooped that mean guy downstairs. Amen. He's done whooped. (laughs) He's that he's that doggy with his tail between his legs. Hallelujah. Running away, whimpering and howling and whipping, you know, running away from us because Jesus paid it all and did it all for us. Amen. Anybody happy about the grace of God in your life? Amen. Amen. Any children happy about the grace of God in your life this morning? Children, you are free to go to kids world and worship Jesus in the word there. Amen. With this Miss Becky. Miss Becky, wave at the kids real quick. Come this way. Come this way. Oh, I thought Ruth was joining the kids this morning. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your obedience to the Lord in that sacrifice of praise. Thank you for worshiping with us together. You know, I had people in the, in the CGMA team. I've had people come up and say, oh, you do such a good job of worshiping the Lord. And I say to them, folks, I wasn't up there by myself. And I wasn't in the room by myself. It wasn't just me. It was all of us, the body together, the family together. Amen. 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 Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm preaching better than your amen amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pat on the back there. Amen. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. I'm so glad that you're happy this morning. I want you to realize something. Things are not what they seem to be. I hope so. Things are not what they seem to be. We look at the things that are eternal, don't we? Paul wrote it and said the things you see are temporary, but the things that aren't seen are eternal. Amen. And let's keep our eyes. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full upon his wonderful face and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. And that's what's with you. That's what's with each one of us. It doesn't matter what anybody else says or does. It doesn't matter what our our fourth estate, the, main, the fake news, the mainstream media says, proclaims or declares. It doesn't matter. What matters is what He has declared. Amen? What matters is what you're declaring in conjunction with Him. The Word says it. We believe and therefore we speak. What do we, we speak what we believe. What do we believe? Well, I better get this up here, hadn't I? We believe what's written in here, amen? We believe the, rain, the, the logos that's written in here. That's your Koine Greek word for what's written down here. But you know what? It becomes alive when it transforms in your heart into a rhema. I'm not talking about a Bible college. I'm talking about a word in the Bible into a rhema, which means it comes alive inside you and comes out of where? Not out of your eyeballs, not out of your ears, out of your mouth. It comes out of your mouth. This word is living. The word says the word lives and and works in you. It says it works mightily in you. It says this, we should pray for. Paul prayed this, for this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you to be strengthened with might by his Holy Spirit in your inner man. If you were a mouse in our house, Dola doesn't allow that, okay? She vocally, loudly says, no mice allowed in my house, okay? (laughs) But if if you were a mouse in my house and it's coming up time to where we're ready to retire, we're on the, the uh, we, I call it the couch. It's a love seat that lifts up and down and stuff like that, the legs. But we're sitting there and we're together and we have this out. We're going over this, several chapters of this and we pray together. And if you were a mouse in my house, you would hear us praying that prayer for this family, for each one of you, that you would have the spirit of might upon you and in you. Amen, a might, you're mighty. Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk. The devil goes to trembling in fear and trembling when he sees you because you're the hulking Jesus in his life. Amen. Praise God. Amen. That's what that means. And we were singing a song. Open my eyes. Let me see. Weren't we? There's another prayer. Paul prayed that you'd get the spirit of wisdom revelation in your heart. That your eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Enlightened that light would shine. I've noticed this as time has gone on in my life, as the clock has kept going around. I've noticed this, that if I'm in a dark area, especially at night when we're trying to do this in the print, it's like someone shrunk the the, the letters on my Bible here or something. If the light's not so bright, I've noticed that if light's not, it's like the letters are shrunk. And so I pull out, I I pull out an aid right here. And do right that. And I get greater light on it. And it's a little it seems like the letters go back to normal size for me. Y'all are anybody notice that? It's your own. It's your house. If you notice that. So I get the light out and put it on there to see the light of the word. And I'm telling you, that prayer absolutely works. Absolutely works. It's opened my eyes up here. I've been I went and got a what we call. How many of you know what Ph.D. stands for? Without Jesus, it stands for post hole digger, okay? We have a lot of those down south on the ranches down there, post hole digger. But with Jesus, it's, it's a degree, and, and you know, if overseas, I don't, I don't advertise that here, okay, because it's not a big deal here in the U.S., seems like. But you go overseas, and it opens a lot of doors. People respect you and all that because of what you've gone through. It, it means that there's a special area of study that you really majored in and had practically write a book about it one of the subjects in it and all that. So I got that 20 years ago, 20 something years ago. And uh, uh, my eyes were opened up. But do you know what? When I began in earnest praying that Ephesians 1 prayer about the eyes of my understanding, when I began praying that in earnest every day, my eyes really opened. I started really understanding and getting a hold of what he wrote in here to me and you. It's as if the throne of heaven opened up Whenever I'm in here, the throne opens up and and he's actually pointing things out and saying, this means this. And son, go down a couple verses there. You see that says it says it right there. That means this. If you do this, guess what happens, son? Go down a few verses. That's what it means. And I'm telling you, that will set your heart on fire. Amen. That'll get your Holy Ghost rolling. Amen. (laughs) Amen. That'll get Jesus moving in your heart because he's the word. He's the Word. He's the living Word. And that'll put the Word alive inside you. That'll make Jesus' rhema come out of your mouth. The power of the Word coming out of you and affecting this earth. That's the will of God. That's why you're still here. Anybody know that? That's why you're still here on this earth. That's why it was not when you said, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. That's why it wasn't. Do not pass. Go do not collect two hundred dollars. Go straight to heaven. No, that's why that's why that didn't happen, because you have a reason to be here. Come on now. That was good right there. Amen. You got a reason for being here with us. Amen. Got a reason. You have a reason for being here at this place. Gentle shepherd, the place. The place of you are accepted. The place of repent, turn away and turn to. And, you know, I am stuck on this place of gentle shepherd. There is a reason where the Lord's opening my eyes, why I'm stuck on this right now. The place of blessing. We've talked about that. Remember what bless means? The definition of bless or blessing to speak well of or to speak well of or to. How many of you remember the very first words spoken by our father, God, to our original daddy and mama? Genesis one and Genesis two. The Lord said unto them, be blessed, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and have dominion over it. Sound like the will of God to me, huh? Sound like the will of God. Amen. So that was the very first thing he ever said to us was be blessed. And throughout history, he has said that to us, be blessed. You know, you remember, you remember he came in, the people became so evil. You remember that in Genesis, the people became so evil. God said the only, the only thoughts they have are of evil and rottenness and corruption. And I got to do something about that. And what did he do? It's beginning to
1: rain, rain, rain.
0: Hear the voice of the father. Yes. 40 days, 40 nights. Right. Amen. So everything drowned. Right. Amen. He was starting over. He had Noah. And you know what he did? He said to Noah the very same thing. Be blessed and fruitful. Replenish. Go out there and replenish the earth. Take your family. Start over. He then there was another fellow that come down. You read the genealogy. Another fellow down the road. I think he said this to every generation. There was someone that was was his point man. In the book of Genesis that you can read there, I believe someone was someone pressed into the secret place. Someone stayed in contact. They abided in the vine, as it says in the New Testament. Someone did. Well, Noah says he found special favor in God's sight and grace and God used him. God blessed him. And then down the road, there was another fellow that we sing about in children's church. Genesis, Genesis, Genesis. I'm jumping ahead of myself, but we're going to do this at the end. OK, about praying for different things. There is a big issue that we need to pray for. Do not. The Lord says, don't worry, don't worry. I've got this. There are so many. They're worried and fretting and ready to give up for over our nation. Don't worry about it. Like my friends from Washington, D.C. that work in the president's office have said, nothing is like it seems ever. Nothing is actually as it looks like. It's what they want you to think and know. So things are not what they look like. Amen. Jesus is Lord. Jesus will prevail. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 15. I've gotten ahead. We're going to pray for folks at the end of the service today. And praise God, I didn't forget to let the kids go today. <laughs> the Lord's getting a hold of me, isn't he? The Lord's getting into my brain here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis, you know, I think I may be in the wrong chapter there. Genesis chapter 18. Again, my message has gotten changed on me <laughs> as, I, as we're worshiping and in contact with him. It's, it's the same, but it's gotten changed, Okay. Okay, it's, it's the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. That was Genesis 18. Yeah, it's Genesis 18. Okay. Genesis 18, chapter 16. Genesis 18, chapter 16. The setting of this story, Abraham is, he's living in the blessing of the Lord. It said he was extremely rich. God appeared to him and blessed him. You remember 15, we talked about that, how God separated, this was a blood covenant. He cut some animals in half. This is how they cut the covenant, made a contract with each other, cut the animals in half and let their blood flow. And then it says, Abraham watched as a flaming uh, flaming lamp and a fiery furnace walked between the pieces of the, the animal offerings. That was the father and the son. And that was the Abrahamic covenant. God watched him. I mean, Abraham watched them do this for him in his behalf. That's grace. That's Jesus. One of them was the son. One was the father. That's grace. And they made this covenant, continued this covenant. And God said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm blessing you. I'm blessing you. That same thing he said to Adam, he said to Abraham. Now, Genesis chapter 18, and I've turned my page again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis chapter 18, uh, verse 16. Then the men got up from their meal and looked out towards Sodom. As they left, Abraham went with them to send them on their way. This was, Abraham knew who this was. This was the angel of the Lord, Jesus, and some other angels with him. And they were here to take care of some issues that were in the earth. Sodom and Gomorrah were so horrible, so evil and so wicked. Something had to be done or the earth would, would, would vomit them out and destroy mankind. That's what he was doing. God was showing his mercy, which endures forever. He will do that forever. He's showing that to the United States of America, folks. That's right. He is showing that to us as a nation. We've done some horrible things as a nation. But you know what? There's still a remnant. They're still righteous. Anybody in here righteous before the Lord? Hmm? You can raise your hand because you're declared righteous before the Lord. Amen. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. There is a bunch of us still here, righteous before the Lord. He's not going to destroy our land. Yes, our land is trying to destroy itself. Yes, our people. Yes, they're pig headed. Yes, but God has his hands and he's in the middle of the mix. Amen. Just watch. You just watch. So Abraham, Sodom, it was so bad. God decided he's going to do away with them, And so he goes and he meets up with Abraham before. They have a meal together. That's how you showed you were in covenant with someone. You ate together. If you refuse to eat with someone back in that day, that meant I'm declaring war on you. I'm not your friend. So God was coming and becoming saying, I'm your friend, Abraham. And they, they got up to go and the Lord says, should I hide my plan from Abraham? The Lord asked for Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation. All the nations of the earth will be blessed Through him. There's the blessing. Remember, we talked about Galatians chapter three. The gospel was preached to Abraham saying in you shall all nations of the earth be blessed. That very first word God spoke to mankind, Adam and Eve, be blessed, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and have dominion. The same thing was said to Noah. Same thing was said to Abraham of Abraham right here. The gospel was preached to Abraham. That's the gospel. That's the good news. Be blessed. Amen. That's it. Amen. It's not you rotten good for nothing sinner. Get to my altar. Shed some tears. It's not that. That doesn't hurt. I'm not saying not to do that. But I'm saying that's not the gospel. The gospel is be blessed. Amen. Be fruitful. Multiply. Amen. Have dominion over the earth. In other words, be like me. is what he said. Be like me. Amen. You missed a good chance to say a big amen right there. That was... <laughs> that's the truth. That's the word. So uh, God says, I'm not going to hide this from me. I'm making him a great and mighty nation. All nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all I have promised. How do we be a blessing? If we're going to be the place of blessing, we have to be a blessing. Remember, you be a witness by existing as a witness for God. Everything you do says Jesus. All your actions say, hey, Jesus is with me and on me. Amen. Taste and see that he's good. Amen. Amen. So how do you be blessed? You exist as a blessing. How do you live as a blessing? How do you what's the start? What's the root of that? God said it of Abraham right here. He said, I've singled him out because he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what's right and just. I've singled him out because he'll direct his family. He'll take the young generation after him. And give them my commandments, show them my ways, influence them, mentor them, rub off on them, and even show them if necessary the way they should walk. How do we be a blessing? How do we exist as a blessing? We come, we take the youngsters. Now, y'all in agreement with us? That's part of our grand vision for this, this family, this body is to come together and have a kids and youth program that the kids are after mom and dad. Mom, 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 dad, dad, let's go, go to church, go church, go church. I'm imitating my bus kids how these, go to church, let's go to church, let's go to church. <laughs> I wanna go back to church, okay? Mom and dad are, are busy at the TV or whatever on the phone and the kids are up there, daddy, mommy, mom, time for church, time for church. Or as my kids would, and I'm not bragging on me, as my kids used to do, we would start off in the evening with them when they was this big and this big and all. We'd start in the evening, happy, 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 happy. And they would get over there and get happy with us. They would be doing this. And some of them, as they got big enough to talk, happy. They They was offbeat, but they happy, 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 happy. They would join in and we'd signal to them it's time to get together about the Lord right now. Let's let's contact Jesus right now, kids. And we would do that. And you know what? My little granddaughters. Oh, hallelujah. The other day they had on Instagram, Jessica, my my oldest son's wife. Chloe is going to be seven in January. Her baby. She calls her sissy. She's nine months old. She was born January this year. And little Emma, her name is Isabella Emma Lynn. We call her Emma. Little Emma was on the video, had her hand in there like this, praising Jesus, holding on to someone like she's nine months old and standing up like that. Big grin on her face. Ha, 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 hallelujah. Halla, hall, hall, hall. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. We, we have to impart. We have to imprint this sense of blessing. On these kids, on these young people, we have to we have to do what it takes. And I'm going to say this, family. Our little, our, our little—it's not that little—but our, our little building here and our, our get together here for services is not sufficient to fulfill that mission. Thank you for that. Amen over there. Amen. It's not sufficient. Why would I say such an audacious thing? Well, you know, because I started out in ministry in 1981, uh, way back when I was two years old. And I started in the ministry. 1981, I was still in Bible college, and I was invited by a church of uh, it was a couple hundred folks there that I'd moved to, to Broken Arrow there, and I was in the college. And they invited me to step in and take over the children's ministry and all. Well, that was quite an adventure. I'd done that all my life, teaching juniors. Uh, i had gotten a complete uh, faith library from Kenneth Hague. I'd wrote and asked him if I could buy a faith library for my, for my Sunday school as a 17 year old. And you know what? One day I come in and there is a big old box about this big and weighed about 80 pounds. And I managed to get it over to the table and open it up. And it had every single faith library book, no charge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We had a library for my kids. So I, I had this this hard inside about making sure these kids know and learn. Amen. So we did that. We, we set that library up. We instructed kids. I, whenever I moved to Oklahoma and was there just a short time before I know it, I'm helping the people that are doing the children's church. And they were up in years. They were wanting to step out into their own children's ministry that reached out to, to uh, what's the best word? kids with, with issues, mental and physical issues and things, you know, Developmentally challenged—that's the word, the, the correct, correct politically correct word to use nowadays. Developmentally challenged children—they wanted to go out, and they did a very successful job of that. They did wonderful that I saw kids with my own eyes who, who had uh, had the Mongolism gene in them. And do you know this? This girl Rebecca was her name. Within six years, she was in school with other kids, regular children in regular classroom, and doing regular lessons. All because of the power of the Lord, the power that's in this word, applying this word right here, mentoring, helping. So they did that. And I stayed behind with the other youngsters in the the kids. We had someone else that did the nursery and the little bitty kids. But I had like from first grade kindergarten up to sixth grade in there. And we had a wonderful time within two years time. We'd had buses. They bought me some buses and we went out and knocked on doors. On Saturday mornings, we gather together and pray for an hour, go out and knock doors and invite people to let their kids come to the whatever event. We had the Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics and we had a cavalcade and all kinds. We had rodeo, all kinds of stuff like that going on that promoted. We got those kids in, started influencing those kids. And have I shared this? I had one of these parents one time. They were uh, he was a pretty rough. He was a roughneck in oil fields, what he was. If you've ever been around those kind of fellows, my daddy was that for a while, you know. They, they can be rough. There's a reason they got the name Roughneck, I guess. So they can be rough. And, and one day I come up, we're knocking on the door, and we're talking to the, to the kids and the family and all, and the wife is out there, and the husband comes out there, and he walks out there and sh- shoves his way out to the front, comes out on the porch, and I'm standing there, and he gets like this. And I'm thinking, oh, no, what, what do we do? He gets like this, and he goes, I don't know what you're doing to my kids. And we're backing up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're doing to my kids, but whatever it is, keep it up because they're 100 percent better than they used to be. Amen. (laughs) That's the charge that each of us has with children, with youngsters. That's how we can be a blessing. Is to stretch ourselves out. How many got kids? Amen. Be like Abraham. Maybe they're grown. Encourage them to be like Abraham. Amen. How many got grandkids? Two so far. Believe them for 15, but two so far. Hallelujah. Oh my God. I hope they're watching. Kids, I hope you're watching. Put your orders in, all right? <laughs> Amen. Your grandkids, encourage those kids to be like Abraham. It said, God said of him, I'll bless him after I see that he's going to do what I think he's going to do, and that's to train his children. After me, after my commands. Back in the day, they didn't really know the Ruach Hashem like we do today, the Holy Spirit, the wind of God, the breath of God. They didn't know it the same as we do today, but they had manifestations. Uh, They Remember the cloud and the pillar that went with Israel? They had those kinds of things. The Spirit would come upon people like a coat or a cloak, and they do great and mighty exploits. For instance, Abraham in Genesis one time, uh, the the uh, the the kings came out to battle and they stole his whole family and household and all that kind of stuff. And it says that he got three hundred and eight. It stole the city where he was and he got three hundred and eighteen. Believe this is how blessed he was. Three hundred and eighteen trained soldiers. Have you all ever worked in the KP at a base? I've been in there. I haven't had I wasn't old enough to be in it and work, but I've been in there. Do you know how much work it is to feed 10 soldiers? you know how much food it would take to feed 10 soldiers? To put up with their pranks and shenanigans and shooting peas across the room and all that kind of... Can you imagine this? 318 of them Abraham had in his little house. How blessed he was. And it says he pecked them up and they went after Abraham the people that stole his family and the other people and brought them back, brought all of it back, they said. Think about that. Think about that. He brought them back. He brought them back. And remember what he said? Melchizedek, the, the priest of the most high God. And there are a lot of theories as to who he actually was. No one knows exactly. But uh, some of them, some folks think that he was Shem. Shem was alive at the time of Abraham, if you remember. No, and there are others, excuse me, there are others that think he was Mel. that he was, uh, yeah, he was Shem. I'm sorry. The brain is going in 35 different helicopter blade directions here, okay? So, <laughs> praise you, Jesus. So Melchizedek, the priest of the most high God, the king of Salem, the king of peace in the Hebrew, comes up to him and it says, Abraham offered to him tithes. Okay. And then he came to the other kings that he'd rescued their property. And they said, oh, just give us our wives and family back and you keep everything else. And Abraham said, no. He said, I hold my hand up to the most high God. I'll not take even a string of off your shoes. I'm not even going to take one shoestring. Lest you people say that you made Abraham rich. Why is that? Because God said, I'm blessing you. Because God said it. Amen. God proclaimed. God declared it. Why did God declare he was blessing Abraham? Because he said, I know him. He'll command his children and the generations after them and train them in me, in my ways. Train them to be blessed. You missed a good chance. Say amen there. Children. Amen. Amen. I'm casting a vision today. I don't know why this is. Casting a vision. Let's reach out and touch someone, but specifically the ones that are... That only come up to this high on the wall in the measuring stick. Okay, <laughs> Amen. Let's bless, let's train, let's influence, let's command the children, the youngsters. Tanya, thank you. Cecil and Tanya, thank you for what you do with these youngsters downstairs. Amen. Somebody should say Amen. amen. Somebody ought to shout Amen. Thank you for all. Yes. Tom and Becky. That's right. I wasn't going to forget them, Tonya. Tom, Tom and Becky are in. Tom and Becky are in what I used to do. The young younger ones. And now I've done the youth pastor thing too. Huh? Don't forget Dodo. No, I, I'm not forgetting Dodo. Because she was I was out there the other day and she was on the seat out there and said hi to her. And so I didn't forget Dodo. I was going to mention Dodo. Dodo is a person, not a dodo, okay? <laughs> she's not some extinct bird, okay? She is she's a lady, if you didn't know. It's a lady that comes in and she wants to bless our children to be a blessing and all. And, and Tom and, and, uh, and Becky do what I used to do for six years in Oklahoma. And then I also have done the youth pastor thing. I've, I've done every, you know, I tell people I've been the janitor all the way up to the senior pastor in my past years. So I've done that all. I've experienced that all. And I'm telling you the thing that we need to do to be a blessing Is to lift these children up, raise them up, command them, move them in the ways of the Lord. I appreciate the way what I see everybody here, uh, specifically Brother Dwayne back there. I see him with with Rachel's youngins and it's wonderful. I hope you appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) With Rachel and Miguel's youngins, he's been kind of like a papa to them, I guess. Acting like a papa to them. That's wonderful. The wonderful the influence that those kids are having in their lives. They're they're, they're probably, I'm going to guess that they're not exactly perfect saints, right? All the time. I'm making a wild guess, okay? But I'm telling you, his influence, your influence will bring those children up into a saintly, more saintly life. My own kids, (coughs) I'm going to tell you this, they're all grown now. They've all launched. We've launched them into life. Very extremely proud. If you're watching, kids, very extremely proud of you. Very extremely blessed by your lives, by what you've displayed so far. And I'm going to tell you, I set the verbal standard and said, we're going to do this. This is how we're going to live. This is how you're going to live. You will not run with, with uh, people that are doing dope and, and, and doing the wild things. Like You're not going to get involved with vice children. We're not going to get involved. We're not going to have alcohol in our house, kids. There was some in the garden shed to pour in for fertilizer, mix in the fertilizer. One can, you know, but we're not going to have that sort of thing in our house. We're not going to we're not going to light up. We're not going to do that. We never did that. We're not going to get wild and do parties and get drunk. We're not going to have a gluttonous feast or that sort of thing around our house. We're going to live this before you. We're going to show you what God has commanded us and live this before you. We're going to force it down your throat, kids, because God said to do it. Amen. Amen. It's okay to do that. They're yours. They're your responsibility. They're who he placed in your care. So do it. Raise them right. Amen. Give them these commands. Be a blessing. Why? Because the biggest blessing you can be is to launch the godly into the land. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's biggest blessing you can be. Be fruitful. Multiply and multiply. Launch them in godliness. Now, what if I see some wheels turning? Okay. What if my kids aren't exactly serving the Lord? Well, listen, that's not your fault. That's not your fault. I'm saying it by the word Lord. That's not your fault. Because you did what you could do for them. Yeah, I know maybe in your past, maybe not perfect, but you've done what you could do. You've stood in the gap for them. Haven't you? Amen. You you know, every night we pray for for our church family. And I, I say our kinfolk family, our church family, our close friends, family, our ministry associates, family father. God, I pray all this. I pray this for them, each and every one of them. All these different things we'll name off. You've done that for your kids. You stood in the gap for those kids. Amen. You've raised them up. Amen. You're still some of you. You're still standing in the gap for your kids. I want to tell you by the word of the Lord, they're coming into Jesus. Keep standing. Keep standing. Don't let loose. Wrap the rope like the soldier did the time with the blimp in the air that got away. Wrap the rope around your waist and hang on the promises. Just hang on the promises. Through faith and endurance, inherit the promises, except those children coming into the family, into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's so. It's so. Amen. Somebody shout amen. (laughs) It's so. We're at the place of blessing and we be a blessing first of all. Getting all in here and then coming and mentoring the younger ones and those around us. Amen bringing them into Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Are you blessed today? Are you blessed? You better say yes, because the Bible says it. Amen. The Bible says it. Now we're going to pray. If you would like prayer, I'm going to close quickly here. If you would like prayer of agreement of something that you're facing, I prayed earlier with one of our members and she's, she's helping in the helps ministry today. But (laughs) if you would like agreement (laughs) <laughs> agree with me that my throat will quit getting irritated and coughing through me here, amen? So agree with, if you need agreement on any area arena of your life, the Father God covers it in this book, this blessing to us. Amen. We're going to lift up Pastor Al, his family. Pastor Al, I understand, has some issues uh, with the doctor tomorrow, so we're going to pray over that. Amen. Amen. It's nothing, nothing really life-threatening from what he was sharing with me earlier, but it's we want to pray. We want to be rid of that. Amen? Amen. We want to be rid of that out of, out of his household. Amen. Uh, pray for, for Pastor Dola. The report she was in, they started some therapy. The therapist was more experienced yesterday or Friday, and he, he said, I don't know why they have you in here so early because you're not at that point quite yet that you should have us doing. Because they have her doing this and all kinds of things, and taking it out of the sling. And that is the second worst break that a person can receive, according to the doctors, in your arm up here. Pain and all that sort of thing, inability, disability from it and all. Second worst. So they've got her. They had her doing this stuff. They've got her doing these little squeezers on a tennis ball. They've got her uh, doing push-ups with her fingers. If you can picture Doing sit-ups with her fingers. If you can picture that, they've got her doing that. And they started on that. So the report is they were amazed that she's as far ahead as she is. But they were saying, you shouldn't be in here with us yet. So let's pray that there be supernatural mending going on up here. I want to see her. I told her, I said, Dola, I said, we need to do what we did with this video this morning of you greeting the people back. We need every Sunday like you were doing with your nugget let you do a nugget at the house. I'll set up a little studio and we'll film you doing a nugget and you share that at the start of service, okay? She said, yes, yes, yes. She said, I can do that, glory to God. (laughs) And she also said, I can take phone calls now. Anybody wants your phone number? Holler at me. I've texted but he out said to he would be back in Anybody office If I want her phone over and holler at me, she can so, take calls now. Don't worry. Uh, she can take visitors now. So worry make appointments not. and arrangements with her. Friend not because She's God happy to has see this. She's Amen. happy to be alive. We're lifting up She's right She's happy now. in Jesus. Our Glory to God. the word of God says Glory to God. Pray Amen. first of all for kings because and those those in authority in our land. And Lord, we do that right now. We have prayed in the past. Father God, let righteousness rule and reign in our nation, in our land all the way from our king, our president, down to the janitor at our local city hall, let righteousness rule and manifest. And Lord, if they refuse to bow the knee and walk in righteousness and rule righteously, change or exchange, let them change or exchange them. And we're praying that way. We're continuing that, Lord. we thank you that the swamp is continuing to be drained and will continue to be drained. We thank you that this fraud situation will be brought to light. The open fraud committed in the election will be brought to light and will be punished appropriately. And the righteous rule will be restored. We thank you for it, Father God. We praise you that the gangsterism will not be allowed into our top office of the land that it's that's portrayed. Lord, we thank you for that. We praise you for it. We give glory to your name. We speak and say, President Trump, be blessed. In the name of the Lord, be fruitful, multiply this land, have dominion over it and subdue it unto God. Amen. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Now I want to bless you before we leave. Is that okay? Will you receive this? The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace The Lord, uh, the, the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of you. Be blessed. Amen. 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 You are dismissed. Be blessed as you leave. Be blessed going in and blessed coming out. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Anybody that wants Dolo's number, come see me or Tony.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Majesty, worship His Majesty. And to Jesus be all glory, power, and praise. Majesty. Kingdom authority flows from his throne unto his own his anthem raise so exalted the name of Jesus magnify Come glorify Christ Jesus, the King. Majesty. We worship, thank you, bro. His Majesty.